I think the Aggies are going to beat the Miami Hurricanes on Saturday. I'll tell you why right here on Locked on Aggies. You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Hope everybody enjoyed the crossover episode yesterday with Locked On Canes host Alex Dono. He does a great job, great guy. Hope that was fun. I enjoyed doing it. Um, hope you all enjoyed that one. So today, though, I'm going to tell you after learning more about this Miami Hurricanes football team why I think the Aggies are going to win this one. So I think the biggest thing the Aggies have going for them, and it's pretty simple, it's simple as this. I don't think they showed their hand against New Mexico. I don't think Coach Petrino showed everything he's got up in that cranium of his against New Mexico. And I think that is a big deal. You know, I look at this. So I'll give you an example. A Texas A&M tight end did not have a reception against New Mexico. I looked back at the 2016 Louisville Cardinals offense where Lamar, you know, won his Heisman that year. And um, and so these numbers, the they threw to uh, tight end had tight ends had 57 receptions for that Louisville team. 57 receptions with 13 games that comes out to about four and a half receptions a game. I think that you have some talented tight ends on this team, and I think you're going to see him get more involved this week. I, there was no reason. There was no reason to show what you had against New Mexico. No reason whatsoever. You know, don't show your hand. Go out there. Do some generic stuff. Get some receivers open. Let Connor Wigman hit some deep balls like he did. Throw some pretty passes. Get your running backs used to getting a hit against another opponent. Do all that, great. Go put up a ton of points, beat a team big, and move on. Stay healthy, and that's the key. And that's what Texas A&M did. They did enough to get people excited about what the Aggies could do this season, but you know, not enough to where you showed your gadget plays or, or you showed maybe something crazy with Anias or you use these tight ends a lot. I think that, to me, is a big deal. If I'm a Miami Hurricane uh, defensive coach, I am, you know, extremely concerned about what Coach Petrino is going to run. One thing about Coach Petrino is the different stops he's made, the different places he's been, the different stuff he's done throughout his time coaching um, at different places and coaching different styles of quarterbacks. He is an offensive coordinator that can really do different things with different guys. Like Lamar Jackson's a different player than uh, Connor Wigman. You know, he knows how to use different players, use their skill sets to the best to help his football team win games. And I think that you're going to see that against um, against Miami. I think he's going to – I think what I'm saying is when I rewatch the tape from the Miami – or from the New Mexico game, I, you know, and I watched a lot of Bobby Petrino tape when he was hired of his offense and like, oh, the classic Petrino plays, Petrino schemes. When I watched the – New Mexico highlights. I kind of I kind of looked at it and I was like, I see hints of Petrino stuff in here, but like nothing crazy. I was like, I wonder why that is. Then I thought about it. I was like, oh, 
why would why would they show the crazy stuff against New Mexico when you have one of the biggest games of the season on deck against the Miami Hurricanes at their place? There's no reason to show your stuff. The Aggies didn't do it. Coach Petrino didn't do it. And I think that is exciting because, I mean, that all, if I'm an Aggie fan, you know, I'm sitting back getting ready for this game thinking, man, what is Bobby Petrino going to pull out of his pocket against Miami? I mean, I think – I think you're going to see, like I said, tight ends. I was I was curious, you know, will they get involved? I think you're going to see passes to Theo and Platt and, of course, Jake. I think you're going to see all these tight ends get involved. Now, Max, interestingly enough, against New Mexico, Max, is, had, had, Max Wright had one of the best gra- uh, grades, PFF grades, because he run blocks so well, which is such a big deal, especially if, if you know, because I've seen people – talking about I'm concerned about the run game. I've seen people say it's part of the scheme. It's part of what New Mexico is running. You know, I've seen every, different opinions floating everywhere on, on the run game. But regardless of all that, having a tight end who can go and mow people over, create lanes, create running lanes for your running backs is the big deal. And I think that having that in a guy like Max Wright is exciting. Um, so I think tight ends will be more involved. And I've talked about this a little bit, but I want to reiterate it once again. I think Anaya Smith, there's something special for him. You know, he only played about 30 snaps, 34, I think it was, uh, around there, snaps against New Mexico. And, you know, I think he only had a couple receptions. He had a big punt return. I think you're going to see Mac, I mean, sorry, see Anias do something crazy in this game. Some kind of gadget play to just get the football in his hands, just get it in his hands and let him go do, go do an Anias thing with it. You know, I mean, there's not many people more electric with the football in their hands than Anias Smith in college football. And I think get it, let him, you know, feed your studs, get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. I think you're going to see the coaching staff make that a priority this week. Get the ball in the hands of Evan and Moose and Noah and Anias. Get the ball to them. Get it to Ruben and Amari and Le'Veon. Get these guys the football and let them do their thing. It doesn't always have to be a 50-yard deep shot. It doesn't always have to be. It could be a screen pass. It could be a slant route. It could be anything to get the ball in these players' hands in space and let them do their magic, what they're here to do. So I think Anaya Smith, I've talked about, that's my bold prediction of the week. I don't know, like I said, Anaya Smith is taking some kind of big play to the house, to the crib. He's taking something, whether it's an end around or a screen or a slant, he's taking something to the crib. You know, don't you know? You know who you know who to call if it happens. That's my prediction. I think we're going to see a, 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 a Anaya Smith masterclass against Miami in uh, Miami, Florida on Saturday. The other thing I think we might see, I think we might see one running back take over as kind of the guy here. I think the whole like Miami had you know against Miami against Miami of Ohio had a whole bunch of guys get multiple carries. They had three guys with nine carries. Texas A and M stat line was similar with. Ruben and Le'Veon and Anias. I mean, I'm not Anias and Amari. You know, you had all these guys get these carries. I think you could see something similar. Uh, I mean, you, I don't think you're going to see a similar stat line against Miami. I think one guy is going to get double digits, and then you're going to have so Texas A&M ran the ball 29 times. So you, let's say you got 30 carries to spread around. I don't. What I'm saying is, I don't think it's going to be 10, 10, and 10. I think it's going to be more like 15, five, and five. Um, you know, and which that'd give you 25, but or 15, seven and seven, you know, something like that. I think it's going to be someone might take over or it's, you know, 12. I, I think one guy's going to take over. I've talked about this offense, uh, these, this running back room. I think everybody's going to eat. I've talked about that a ton here at locked on Aggies. Everybody's going to eat. Everybody's going to get carries, but 
I do think eventually someone's going to take over. I thought it would be Ruben Owens. I, I think he looked fine, but I still think he needs, before he takes over as the guy, I think he needs a little bit more college football experience under his belt. So maybe maybe by the Auburn game or Arkansas or Bama, you could see Ruben Owens take over a bigger role. So I think it might be Le'Veon who gets a bunch of carries, and I still think you're going to see David Bailey involved. I think you're going to see a whole bunch of running backs running the rock. This offense in Coach Regino likes to give the ball to different ball carriers, but I do think someone's going to take over as the guy. That's another common theme looking at the stat lines of his offenses, Coach Petrino's offenses. He always has a guy that has more carries than others, but everybody eats. And I think you're going to see that in a normal game. I feel like it, it could be 15, 7, and 7, and then like 4 for David Bailey. Like that's kind of the stat line you're going to see for this rushing attack. Um, or 12, 6, and 6, and 3, you know, just something like that. So – I, but I do think maybe you're going to see one guy take over. I'm a, I'm a big believer in feed the hot hand. You hear that a lot in the NFL. Feed the hot hand. So feed the guy that's picking up yards. If Le'Veon rips off a, a 22-yarder, you know, let him eat. Let him go. So that's my opinion on the running back room. I think you might see it. And I think they're going to run the ball well. I think you have to run the ball well because running the ball well is going to help Connor Wigman. If you run the football well, it, it, you can't, you know, you can't load – the secondary, you have to play. You, I mean, I think the Aggies are going to have good balance like they did in this game, 34 to 29 passes to rushes. I think this team's going to be balanced all season long. And if you're balanced but also able to create you know, havoc with the run game and the passing game, it makes it a lot harder on a defense. So I think the balance and the ability to run the football is going to help Connor Wigman find open receivers downfield. And it's going to help the receivers get open, you know, less double teams on Evan Stewart, less stuff like that is going to make this football team easier. And it's going to help Connor Wigman not make a bad decision that might lead to an interception. I think interceptions, fumbles, turnovers are what's going to let Miami win this football game. So the Aggies need to do a good job taking care of the football. If they do, I think they beat Miami. If they don't, I think Miami can win this game. I've, like I said, I think Texas a wins this one, but they have to do these things I'm talking about to win this football game. So it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited. Ladies and gentlemen, in the YouTube comments, some people did this on yesterday's episode, but leave me, leave me a comment. Let me know who you think is going to win the game and what the final score is going to be. Um, you know, I, I'll give an, I gave my score prediction of the day. I think the Aggies win this one 28 to 24. Um, but then I, I also argue that I think they might cover. So we're going to say, We'll say 31. I'm going to say 31. Okay, what's four and a half? What's, the, what's a football score? That was at 31-27. That wouldn't cover either. I think the Aggies are going to cover. I'm going to leave it at that. I think Texas A&M covers. Let me know in the comments of the YouTube comments who you think is going to win and who what the final score is going to be. So let me know if you're listening on, on a podcast platform. Head on over to the YouTube comments and let me know who you think is going to win this game. Now we're going to talk a little bit about what this defense has to do if Texas A&M is going to go home with the win over the Miami Hurricanes. We're going to talk a little bit about some things I think we need to see from this defense coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. I uh, Nutrafol sent me over some shampoo. I absolutely loved this shampoo. It smells great. I love all this stuff. 
I've been using it these last few days at the house. I'm going to have to order some more great shampoo and all of their products that help with hair is great. All their stuff's great. I highly recommend going and checking them out. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash milk slash men spelled n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l dot com slash men and enter promo code locked on college that's com slash men promo code locked on college the defense is going to have to do some stuff if texas a&m is going to win this game you know i mean the defense is going to have to step up a little bit Miami runs the ball really well. And once again, I know we're beating the beating the broken drum on some things here. Miami runs the ball extremely well. It's the number one one key to the game for me here. I mean, I have a handful of things I, and why I think Texas A&M is going to do these things, but you have to stop the run. I, I mean, we won't sit here and talk about it forever because I already have, but if you if you let Miami run all over you, I, I, then it's going to have to you're going to have to win in the shootout. I think you need to you, – I, I want this to be a game. Like I say, you win 24-17, uh, you know, or you win 31-24. I want it to be a game that you you win, and it's a, and it's it's not this, like, 45-48 win. I want it to be – I want to see positives from the offense and the defense. And for that to happen, I think the defense is going to have to stop the run. Now, I will tell you this. Um, TVD, the quarterback for Miami, I, you know, I'm not – and Miami fans listening, no disrespect. I, I'm he's I'm not all that impressed with him. I think that if Texas A&M is able to create pressure and they're able to get after him, he's going to make some mistakes. He made this one throw against Miami of Ohio, which was kind of funny because it wasn't you know I, I've never played quarterback to understand like how how their eyes work and all that. Um, but you know he threw a ball. It was a good pass. It was going to hit the receiver in stride, but a corner from the other side of the field, came and picked it off. He didn't see him. And, you know, maybe it's like the way I look at that is it was kind of like a you throw more of a line drive. Maybe it gets there. That's part of playing quarterback. But it was a mistake, and it was a mistake that I think if he sees that guy, he knows not to make. So I'm I'm not all that impressed with TVD. I think he's a good football player, but I just – I don't – I think that Texas A&M is – if they're able to get pressure, which I think they will, it's going to lead to him making some mistakes. If he makes some mistakes, I'll tell you this right now. The way if 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 TVD throws two picks or he throws a pick and and he gets sacked and fumbles the ball, the Aggies are going to win this game. If you create one or two turnovers against Miami, Texas A&M wins this game. Um, so I think that is the way to the way Texas A&M needs to handle this. You have got to get pressure on them. You got to stop the run. If you can get pressure on them, you are going to win this football game. If you get constant pressure on TVD, you're going to now. Miami has a really good offensive line. They brought in a lot of transfers. They really boosted up that offensive line because it is a talented room full of some good players that have played. You know, they bring in a couple guys from Power 5 schools, SEC schools. It's a good offensive line that knows how to play, has experience, and, you know, it's still a young Texas a defensive line. It's not going to be an easy ask for them to go and dominate these guys, but I think they're a little bit more talented. I think you're going to see – the Walter Nolans of the world and the uh, Shamar Stewarts. We got right here. Old back road commented. Hey buddy, appreciate you listening. Commented two sacks for Shamar Stewart on Saturday. 
So if Shamar Stewart gets gets two sacks, we all got to give a shout out to our boy back road. Um, but you know, I think that you got to get pressure. This young defensive line has to get pressure against TVD. Has to get pressure against this Miami offensive line. You got to get around them. You got to get to the quarterback. If you're able to do that, I think Texas A&M once again wins this game. These are the keys for Texas A&M winning this game. I've gave my prediction. Give my prediction. And I, I believe in it. I think Texas A&M wins this game. I do. I think Texas A&M is a better football team, has a better roster. I think Miami's on the up and up. I think Miami's going to be in a really good position going forward, and they're a, a solid football team and a good program. But right now, I think Texas a and the better team, and they're going to win this football game, and they have to do these things. Talk about on offense. I think it's great that Coach Petrino didn't show his hand against New Mexico. He's got all these things. I think it's great that the defense has a lot of room to improve. I think that they always say, you know, the cliche, your biggest improvement is from week one to week two. I think this game couldn't fall at a better time. I think it's good that this game falls week two when you're able to go and, you know, you take your big improvement, the defense. Okay, we see what we did wrong. We know what we need to fix. We need to cut down on penalties. We need to cut down on this, and it will help you play better against Miami. Play, you know, play better against Miami on Saturday. Make those uh, changes that you need to do to win a football game. So those are definitely the things that I want to see the defense do. You know, pressure, create chaos. Pressure leads to bad decisions. If you get turnovers, create chaos, you're in TVD, his backfield, you're in the backfield all game, running after him, he's running around, he's having to make bad decisions, he's having to make quick decisions, quick decisions lead to bad decisions. That is how you win this football game. I feel great about this Texas A&M secondary. Um, I was more impressed with Miami's wide receivers than I anticipated. Thought they looked pretty good, and once again, I know I keep I keep seeing this everywhere. I was looking at you know comments on on the Miami my uh, on uh, locked on Canes from our show yesterday. People talking about what I had to say, and you know people are always quick to say, "Well, it was New Mexico. Well, it was Miami of Ohio." I, I get that. I get people that have that viewpoint and that stance. I'm a big believer in passing the eye test. Miami passed the eye test against Miami of Ohio. Texas A&M passed the eye test against New Mexico. You can still look like a fundamentally sound football team against a not good opponent. So, you know, that, the whole, it was New Mexico. You're getting too excited over New Mexico. You're getting too pumped over beating Miami of Ohio. I'm not a believer in that. I think if if you see the things you wanted to see play out on the field, you're allowed to be excited about the team. You're allowed to be excited about what's going to happen for this Texas A&M football team. And I think that everything I saw against Miami of, I mean, against New Mexico leads me to believe this Texas A&M football team is in for a good season, but this is a big football game. We're going to talk about why I think this is such a a big football game and why Texas A&M needs to win this one a little bit in segment three. But I mean, I just want to, you know, recap and wrap this up on the defense. I think that you got to get after TVD secondary. You have to stay on these receivers, you know, keep an eye out, pick off some passes. I think that TVD is going to be forced into some bad decisions. Take advantage of them. Like in baseball, the pitcher is going to give you one good pitch in that bat, sit on it, be ready, drive it. If you're the Texas A&M secondary, TVD is going to make some bad throws. He's going to make some mistakes. Be ready to intercept them. Be ready to step in front of some bad throws. Be ready to, you know, if you're a corner and your receiver, he cuts his route off early and the ball is going somewhere else, step in and try and pick the the pass off elsewhere. I mean, there's a lot that this secondary can do to help this football team win the game, but I think they need to be ready to go to, you know, pick off some passes because I think there might be a couple not great ones from TVD in this game. And then for the defensive line, linebackers, stop the run, create havoc, create chaos, get after Van Dyke, and I think Texas A&M wins this football game. 
And if they do these things, I think we're talking a lot of positives about this Texas A&M defense in our post-game show. This is a big game for the Aggies. I don't even think it needs to be explained all the way. This is a big game for Texas A&M. I, wouldn't, I think that if you want to have a special season where you put up a ton of wins and you potentially compete for, a, for the West, I almost think you have to. You, it's a must-win game if you want to achieve those goals. I'll talk about why I think it's such a big game coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the best app to get tickets, get them last minute, get them whenever you want them. Doesn't have to be whether it's a football game. Any Aggie fans down there in Miami on a little uh, beach vacation, head on over to Game Time, get yourself some tickets, and go to the ball game. It's a great app. You can get them for concerts. You can get them for anything. Anything you want a ticket for, Game Time's got it, and they got it at the best price. I use Game Time all the time to get the best prices. I, the other day, compared a, a last-minute game time price to some competitors. Game time beats them. I absolutely love everything game time has to offer. It is the best place to get your last-second tickets for the best price. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first, your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Before we call it a week here on Locked On Aggies, I just want to spend a couple minutes explaining why I just – this is such a big football game. Texas A&M, you know, after what happened last year, you know, I, I, just, I want to pre-warn, pre-warn y'all. I think I might have everybody ready to run through a brick wall in a minute, so just be ready to go. But what we saw last year from Texas A&M was disappointing. It was disappointing for us fans. It was disappointing for the uh, players. You know, that's the thing. I think as fans, we often are quick to, to be upset at players and upset, you know, but at the end of the day, those players are more upset than we are. They're the ones out there putting in their blood, sweat, and tears to get better every single day, to, to be better football players. And I think this is a game where they got to get out here and show the world what this Texas A&M football team is about. This is a really good football team. You have the players. You have the coaching staff. You have everything you need to put together a successful season on the gridiron. And now... It's time to just go prove it. Go show the world what you're about. This is a good Miami football team. I, you know, it's funny. It opened up. Like I said, I saw some lines that had Texas A&M, and I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the gap get tight, you know, closer and closer to where this is really a pick 'em. And you know, you're a better football team than Miami, I believe. Miami's a good football team. I can't sit here and credit them enough. Great football team. I like Coach Cristobal. It's a it's a good football team, and I think they're they're in for a good season. But this is your game to go and prove what, what you're all about. If you don't win this game and then, you know, you kind of hop into Auburn and you, you drop a game to Auburn, I mean, then the goals and plans for this season are out the window. I think you have to go do something special against Miami. Go win big. Go win, period. I don't care what the final score is. I mean, if you could go win big, it'd be awesome. But just go win this football game. Show the world what this team's about. You know, you you keep getting all these talented recruits to Texas A&M. I mean, look at this class you have right now. You're going to have a top five class in 2024. Really good football players want to play at Texas A&M, 
And, you know, if you don't win football games, I do get concerned that that might stop. You have to continue to win football games. You have to go beat good opponents. Miami recruits well. Miami has a, a top 15 you know, roster based off talent, just like Texas A&M has a top five roster based on talent. And, you know, you, I'll, I'll see a lot of recruits put out there, you know, top five, top three schools. Miami and, and Texas A&M are, are competing against one another very often on the recruiting trail. This is how you beat them on the recruiting trail. You beat them on the field. You go beat them on their home field. You know, you beat them last year, beat them again this year, show them who's boss. That's going to help recruiting. That's going to help all around. It's going to help the outlook to the national media, the outlook to the college football community, fans everywhere. This is your opportunity to go do something special, show the college football world what this Texas A&M football team is all about. It's a great team, ladies and gentlemen. It's a great football team. A, a great young man. I'm just really excited to go see them compete on Saturday. I hope it's a big win. You know, if it's not, we're, you know, gracious in victory, gracious in defeat. Or what's that saying? Humble humble in victory, gracious in defeat. Um, I think that's right. Don't quote me on that. But I want, you know, I want to win this football game. It's going to be big for Texas A&M. It's going to be big for the Aggies. It's going to be big for this football team. If you win, great. If you don't, it's okay. But I think Texas A&M wins. I can't wait to see it play out. I think it's a big game for recruiting. I think it's a big game for your hopes and dreams of a SEC West title and a SEC championship game appearance. If you want those things to happen, I think it all starts in this game. Go out there, show the college football community what you're all about, and let's win a big game. Come on, gig them, baby. Let's go. Big football game. I can't wait. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for tuning in every single day. I really appreciate it. This week, I, I do want to say real quick, my numbers this week are, are increasing significantly. And all I have to thank for that is y'all, the everydayer. I mean, I couldn't do what I do without you all tuning in every day and all the kind comments every day and the nice things you all have to say. I, it just, it means the world to me. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, all the everydayers who listen every day and tune in and support me, support my show. I just, um, Clayton sent me a message on LinkedIn yesterday about how much he, about, you know, he likes the show and just things like that mean the world. Don't be afraid to reach out to me on Twitter, anywhere. I mean, it, it really does mean everything to me. So thank you all for all the love and support throughout this uh, Locked on Aggies journey. And there's a lot of fun still to be had. And hopefully a fun post-game show after the Aggies take down the Miami Hurricanes on Saturday. Hopefully that becomes reality. But we'll have a post-game show for you regardless of the outcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Locked on Aggies. We will see you for the post-game show after the Texas A&M Miami football game. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. We'll see you next time.